0: Loop and Larry love TV. When we aren't watching movies, we're watching and re-watching the TV shows that changed our lives forever. Let's learn a little bit more about what made Loop and Larry as we reveal our all-time top five TV shows.
1: In a world
0: filled with intergalactic space battles, Meta-human destruction on a global scale. <coughs> and psychopathic serial hauntings. Ah! There's only one team who can make sense of it all. Yeah. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture. Call... Luminary Guardians of Geek! Oh yeah. This yep, is our yep. 75th explosion. <laughs> I like to, I like to think of this as our 75th anniversary. <laughs> it kind of this is, is yes. <laughs> it's the 75th anniversary of our first show. <laughs> it makes us sound like we've been around for a
1: long time. Yeah, I'm yeah super long. You know, you know the episodes that we we've only been together for like three weeks. We've done 75 episodes, so that's yeah. amazing. So <laughs> hey everybody, I'm loop. And I'm Larry. And this is Guardians of Geek, and I'm still reeling from our last episode. where we picked our five best movies of all time
0: yeah and because now i'm regretting some of my choices because other (laughs) movies have come to mind and i'm like oh why didn't i put that in there what in fact that happened right after we finished the episode we were talking about like just off camera the two of us were talking and, and and luke brought up a couple of movies that i absolutely should have had on my list that i just forgot about so These lists are, you know, they're of the moment.
1: They're of the moment. Yes, of the moment. So, uh, And today we'll be doing our all-time top five TV shows, which we'll talk about that when we get to it. But I I found this one almost even weirdly harder in a way. Like, it was very bizarre. Um, But anyways, let's just, um, we'll go to Top Pop right now, and we'll talk uh, just a few things before we get into that. So here it is, Top Pop.
0: Hey kids, it's time for Lulu and Larry's
1: All right, this is Top Hop where we talk all things geek. Uh, that's that in our world. It could be things happening now, it could be things that are just that we're interested in going on. And uh, I want to kick it off. Uh, there's a movie that came out this year, uh, Madam Web. It's already oh. been released, maybe like a week and a half ago to two weeks. I can't yeah. I can't remember as of this taping. Um, the uh reviews have been absolutely atrocious yes. for this movie. So it, it has a 13 percent critics rating. That's I feel awesome. bad. I actually feel bad for this movie. And yeah. a 56% audience score, which is actually way higher than I thought it would have
0: been, considering right. how low the critic score is. I thought I'm surprised 56% of the population went to see it, or 50% 50% 56% of the audience who saw it even had things to say about it. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what surprises me about this. Yeah. And it's one of
1: those things where like you hear something's terrible and it and it's the reviews are so bad that you're like, like it could be like a hotel or a restaurant or whatever, but you're like, I got to go see this. I got to experience it for myself because there's no way it can be that bad. And so I did go see it and it's not 13% bad, but it's, it's not 50 percent bad, yeah. okay, but it's not 56% good. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I would put it in about the 23%. I gave it on, um, letterboxd i gave it one out of five on the uh um, on Letterbox so it was like it, it's a it's about a one star to one and a half and the thing that saves this movie for me is the the actors the actors save it like they are except for one in particular i won't get into it but there's one which is like i didn't think i thought was really um like lame but the uh, and, and it happens to be the main villain but they, the rest of it okay. is the rest of it's actually like uh because the villain seem to be in a whole different movie than everybody else but um the uh, but anyways it's i don't know i can't even describe it but this movie doesn't apparently take place in the it's in the sony spider verse right. but i don't even know if it's even in that like so because i saw an
0: interview with dakota johnson and she said it's not in any it's its own thing well i had heard i had read a bit about it, a a bit about it and I, what i'd read was that apparently peter parker has been born in this movie he's he's alive in this movie but I guess I don't know if they mention him or or what's I don't know why they would mention him if he's just been born like I mean but but apparently he Peter Parker does exist in this yeah it, somehow this whole movie has a lot of questions a lot of like a lot of
1: plot lines that you're like what's going on a lot of I I've even like weird character choices that people do and things that are just outrageously weird and dumb and it's like I it's really hard to 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 really find a lot
0: in it. <laughs> is it the kind of movie that will become a cult classic after a while? It could. It could because it's it so it, bad. Is it? what is is it like one of those so bad that it's good movies, or is it just so bad that it's just bad? It's so
1: bad that it's like confusing. <laughs> the kind of like confusion that you're like, why? Like what? <laughs> like this is, and, and then you walk out, and you're just unsatisfied. And then it's also like don't go by the trailer like you see all the everybody dressed up in their costumes that is literally and this is no lie it's maybe a minute and full of the movie that you see what? them in actual costume and you don't even know how like it that does not it's not even explained so i can't even explain it like it is so bizarre
0: wow it wow is, why it, why are they greenlighting these things That's i don't know I, I have no clue how that just got greenlighted. What i just the stu- who at the studio looked at this and went, you know what? This is great. Let's put this up there. But again, like the actors,
1: the actors saved this movie, like from, from a zero stars for me. Like they were like, they they were actually like enjoyable. And I could have, I could see them in future movies, but it'd have to be completely different. (laughs) Like they could could springboard off this for sure. But uh, I don't know. It's just. There's a okay, there's so, a lot to unpack there's a lot to unpack in it. like when you after you watch it, the best part of the movie is coming out of it and going, oh my God, like do you remember this and this and this? Like it's just <laughs> crazy. but anyway, so okay, so I would, put, so my review is save it for when you can get it for free, okay.
0: then so just it. to put it last last thoughts on it let just to put it into perspective, how does it compare to Morbius? Because it had the same better race. than I would say better than Morbius.
1: It is better, yeah because oh, wow. the characters right. actually had a personality in this oh all right fair
0: as a, compared to morbius which was like an anchor of like despair <laughs> <laughs> okay fair enough that's good yeah. that i sort of because i have seen morbius but i have not seen madam yeah, webb uh, morbius, yes. I I, morbius was terrible yeah, the uh, not so good <laughs> yeah no so this is better than morbius all right so 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 i've got something to sort of to, to piggyback on that it's yeah. it's in the realm of why did wh- who came up with this and who's who greenlit oh, this, no. and it's a, it's one of these wh- did anybody even ask for this to be made? Kind okay, of thing. they just announced a couple of days before this recording, uh, and we're recording on February twenty second that uh, Paramount uh, has I guess greenlit a spinoff of the Ferris Bueller Ferris Bueller's Day Off movie, a spinoff movie. From Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think I've I've heard it. This was announced actually about a year ago. Oh, the, this, okay. So I missed that announcement. Yeah, this is because we talked
1: about this. Not you, you and I didn't, but I talked about it on something else. But the um, okay, uh, so, is this the one that's like a, it's like the the guys that take the car? Yes, it, yes. They they announced this about maybe six or seven months ago, and it was just. Okay, like, I'm really late to the game then, but what they maybe, did maybe there's the- more like it was just being in, like it was in development at that point. so maybe yes. that's uh, like so maybe it's gone further than that. so yeah,
0: so what what the the announcement now is that they've got a director and the director of date is David Katzenberg, who directed okay. several episodes of the of the Goldbergs. um so he you know he's he's got some street cred like he's you know he's he's a reputable director. So yeah. I mean, I guess there's that, but yeah, it's called it's called Sam and Victor's Day Off. I didn't, I, first of all, didn't even know that those two guys had names. Yeah, they pro- probably do. I... <laughs> yep. It's Sam and Victor. That's who they are. And, uh, and it's, it's going to take place within a 24 hour, like one day. Um, yeah. and it's essentially, I guess their th- what they did once they took Ferris Bueller's Ferrari. It was a Ferrari, wasn't it? Yeah. Ferrari. But it was, um, it was, uh, not Ferris's. It was his buddy. his father, uh, Cameron? it, yeah, Cameron's father's. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when they took the car and went for a joy ride, so my guess is that's what this movie is is yeah, they, it's, it's it,
1: supposed to be everything that happened to that car and the amount of mileage they put on it because remember yeah. they got it back and it had all that mileage. and yes. then they tried to they tried to reverse it. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> and, and rolled it out the back window of yeah, the, that's right. of the garage. yeah, so that's and a, this the, potentially depending on who they get as the two guys could be funny. It could be, but it's it's one of those, like first of all, I mean, it's two completely different guys. If they had done this the following year, and could have used those same actors, that would have been pretty yeah. fun. You yeah, know, so, yeah. but obviously, I mean, because that was 1986. So they're going to have to get completely brand new people who I guess will look similar. So yeah. it's one of those, like, why? Like, why do we need to know that? Like, is that something we needed to know? What happened to the car? I kind of like the idea that we don't know what happened to the car. Yeah. They just I mean, off it just went not
1: there wasn't a gap know. that I really needed filled, like no. the movie. But I mean, it is—it's it's sort of a funny concept that someone thought of that. Like, yeah. like it probably was in their brain long enough to think, "What did happen to those guys?" Like, and so I mean, yeah. who knows? I mean, it, I, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt, but
0: I, mean, I have no idea. But anyway, so David Katzenberg is attached to direct, so it is—it is moving forward as far as we know. But it's just—it's a head shaker mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Why are they doing this? I don't know. <laughs> It's so funny, like, what they'll just find in a movie to, like, make a sequel of. Yes. Because I've seen prequels and sequels, but I've never seen, like, this is almost like a timeline off the same movie. Like, this is happening simultaneously as the movie's going
0: on. So It literally is. Like, you could could watch Ferris Bueller and then pause at the scene, (laughs) at the scene when they take the car, pop the disc out, put in the, the new disc, and watch this movie, watch this adventure. Finish that movie, pop that disc back out. And then pop Ferris Bueller back yeah, in and yeah. continue it on. <laughs> I will guarantee
1: that some point in that movie, if they're smart, they'll end up driving into that parade and you'll see Ferris in the background uh, on yes. one of the floats. Yep. And then, and then they, they go on. That that's got to happen. If that doesn't happen, they've, they've missed their mark. Like that's yep. hilarious. Well, That'd be- I,
0: now that, now that you've said that, I totally feel like that's what this movie is going to be. It's going to be them like accidentally trying, like running into people who shouldn't, know that they've got this car do you know what I mean? yes that's, that's what ferris bueller was like half the movie was him you know r- racing home before his parents got there yeah so that but then running into his dad driving and all of this stuff but you know so i feel like it'll be the same sort of concept like they'll be Trying to escape from people who are going to catch them out and about in this stolen vehicle.
1: <laughs> yeah, or they'll get somehow in like some sort of caper that's like, yeah, at least there'll be people chasing them and like, yeah, and they'll get that
0: just in time, like for yeah. the for it's, them to pick I, up the car. I totally feel like there's going to be a lot of throwback to that. Oh so yeah, I don't know. know
1: Now the more we talk about it, the more it kind of sounds kind of fun. I, I know. <laughs> no, I'm
0: totally into it. No. No, I
1: can't wait for this thing. I'm first in line, baby. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Okay. Here we Here, go. Easily turn Larry around on this yep. one. It's like, first you're like, much. I have no way I'm seeing this. Now it's like <laughs> yes. it's gonna be like, my number one movie of the year, I guarantee you. Mark my words. Oh no, not a mark my words. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, well we'll mark the words right Ooh. now of a television writer as we yep. move on to our pop capacitor. Let's check it out.
0: All right.
1: this is the pop capacitor and uh, this week we did the top 5 movies of all time our favorites and uh, yep. now we're going to do the top 5 TV shows of all time yep. this was a tough category and and it's not the and not tough in the way that the movies were to me it was more tough because i had said to larry so what's the parameters on this like like can we include animation can we include whatever he said anything that's been on TV <laughs> other than a movie that's been replayed but like anything that's like been made <laughs> for tv is eligible that's right a tv and show. that opens up a massive like you know array of things it and really uh matters. so that's like like your tv shows like your sitcoms your dramas um daytime tv game shows talk shows cartoons like it could go on and on and on with everything like yeah. uh, if you watched it on the tv screen it it counts cnn shows like <laughs> yes <laughs> anything anything goes so it's it was all there for the pickings but it was like it's a broad category for sure so it is. um so my qualifications again i think you had sort of similar last time um the rewatchability on it yep. um yep. which is tough on this one because it's not like a movie that you can just sit down and watch in two hours some of these are like 10 15 seasons in some cases depending what you're watching yep. um do i think about it often uh do i own it Um, And I don't have to have all of these in order for this to qualify. Um, How has it affected my life or shaped me in some way? And I found this one again, tougher than the others because like some shows start great. Like I'd say like a walking dead and kind of go lamer as it goes more seasons. (laughs) Um, Some of them just don't age. Well, Uh, some of them aren't accessible anymore. You can't find them. Um, And then, uh, and there's ones that you loved at the time, but then as time's gone on, you've kind of forgotten about them, and your your uh, your hype about them has sort of disappeared. Like like a, a show like that for me would be like Oz. Like I loved Oz when I was watching it, but now I'm like it's just the hype of it's kind of missing now.
0: So I don't know. Any other qualifications you threw in there? No, that's pretty much exactly what I what I had thought too. I mean, it really is. It's the shows that you revisit. Like it's you know, and and that still hold up because we've yeah. revisited a lot of TV in our lives that we grew up with, and I don't know how I can't even count how many times we've said, Yeah, that's not nearly as good as I remember. And then you just know up on it. So these are shows that for us at least still hold up and we can still watch them and still enjoy them, no matter how many times we've seen them or how old they are or how new they are. Uh yeah. but yeah, that's that's really the qualifier. Is it is is it a show that will you can you it's it's another one of those if you're standing on a desert island and you only have five tv shows to watch yeah. could you watch these shows over and over again <laughs> and there's
1: ones going. too that like again like that you're super excited about at the time or maybe it's a show on right now that you're like yeah this is definitely going on there but then like you got to put it in perspective in like five years are going to be like oh yeah that's not as good as i remembered it or i'm just not as excited or hyped about it as i was at the time it was on So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what's on our list. So we're going to do our top five and then we'll do a quick sort of like the rest of our top 10. We actually made a top 10 this week of, and then filled it. But again, these will change and move all around.
0: So I'm already seeing. As soon as we get off camera and we talk to each other about other shows, we'll be like, Oh, I should have added that (laughs) one to my list. That's what's going to (laughs) happen.
1: There's a, if you're watching us, there's a bunch of shows uh, behind Larry. He's got like a, like a kind of a collage of shows and there's already ones on there on there. I'm like, Oh, I should have put that on my list. <laughs> <I was like, laughs> you no, know,
0: It's crazy. Yep.
1: Okay, my, my list, I'll start off. My list is a little like all over the place and it's not as traditional as, as some of the, maybe you think, but I mean, these are all been on TV and they're all shows that I love. So. So we're starting, um, we're
0: starting with our number five. five number five. The- okay. So this is so number five loops. Number five. My number
1: five. Survivor is my number five show. And it's like, yep. I know I. And you're like, how's a reality show in your top five? But it's one of those shows that started in, in 2000, if you can believe it. It's moving now into season 46 is this year's, yeah. And I haven't missed an episode. Like I've watched every episode. There's been 661 episodes <laughs> of this show. I've not missed one. I yep. own, I think the first like 15 seasons. Cause yep. they had like, you could buy them at the one, at one point. Uh, maybe even 20 seasons. I can't remember, but I was, I was so into it. And I still, it's one of those shows. and why I put this in here. It's one of those shows that when it comes back on, as much as it's been on a million times, I still get excited when it comes back on every time I'm like, Oh, survivors back on. And I yes. <laughs> get excited about watching it. Like when it's, I can't always watch it the night of because I work an early shift, but the next day I'm always watch it right away. That's the first thing I do is I watch survivor. Like I can't, I, I just, I love it so much. And it's like, you got Jeff Probst, You can't go wrong with him as a host. It's like, there's just so many things about it. And I like the fact that it's just like, it's the perfect game. It's a perfect game show, I guess, is like that it's got, you've got all these people living together. It's like a microcosm of society. How are these people going to function? And it's always changing. It's always evolving. Like it used to be all about the survival. Like, you know, everyone used to have like a special item and all this stuff. Now it's about like how you um, can interact with other people and how, and how, you just can like, it's basically about you trying to keep off the voting block essentially and how you do it and, and how you can talk yourself out of things or into things. And I just, I love that whole concept and watching people just do whatever they have to do to survive. And it's still exciting to me. The end's still exciting. It's like, it's, it's just a it's a perfect show that's just evolved into even more perfect shows. So I that's why I threw it on there. And even when you get to the end of the show and you watch the episode, you still have to watch the next time on Survivor. Yes. And then they show the you promo do. for the next show. And that's exciting, too. So I don't know. That's why I had to put it on there. I was, like, debating on it. But I'm like, it's a show that I can't stop watching. I will go back and watch old seasons, even, yes. even though I know who won. But it's mm-hmm. fun to watch. Everything kind of worked towards the winner as well, so you can, they do have
0: a rewatch ability, surprisingly, even though you know the winners. It, but they do, and because and I've done the same thing, and I totally agree. And it's that's a show that I actually forgot about, so it's not on my list. But I I do I, the same, I've never, I think I've missed maybe five episodes in the whole 47 c46 seasons. Like, I've watched the whole thing as well and gone back to rewatch it because we actually uh subscribed to Paramount Plus specifically because. Uh, they had all of the seasons of Survivor on there yeah. and you can start back at season one. For whatever reason now in Canada, at least they've dropped the first like 30 seasons or 15 seasons. They're not yeah. on there but and so we did so we we went back and rewatched, and it's so fun to go back and re-watch those early seasons because they're so different from what they're doing now like, yeah the, the pacing's so different
1: even the type the way they shoot it's different but yes. the first few seasons are really like it's all based on how they survive like yes you know, we don't have food and we have to find food and we have to ration food that, that's even that's not even like an issue of it anymore like it's like they'll say they're hungry but that's about all as far as it gets now it's about yeah. like well, do you yeah. remember
0: the like the early episodes? One of the feature uh like moments in every season for the longest time was the weigh-in. Like, oh, that's right. How, I how much that. weight people had lost in the you know month and a half that they had been out there? Like, that was a huge thing. Oh my gosh, she's lost like fifty pounds in the. I in know. The that, you know so they can't do that anymore, obviously, and they haven't done that in a long time. But that was a big deal you know so yeah it's it's cool to go back and yeah 100 i i agree and and again
1: not a traditional show it's it's one of the first like i guess reality shows like that's that was of that style that where people there was a bunch of people and people get eliminated and like it's so it was a different sort of game show format i'm not sure if it was the first but it was very close it was the first one that got huge for sure like it was it it was massive that's when it first debuted
0: I'm gonna call it the Godfather of reality
1: TV shows. It kind of is, really, and it's still to me. It's just yeah. better than any of the stuff still coming out. So well, I don't it's know. Twenty
0: four years. It's been on for twenty four years. Yeah, like, and that, it's still going show, strong. It does well still in the ratings. Yeah, I, that show is older than our kids. It is. It hundred percent is. <laughs> like when you think about it, like we yeah. started watching that show before we even had kids. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Our kids yeah, are now. I have kids, kids in now.
1: university. Yeah, and it's yeah, like our they're, kids
0: are in their twenties, and and we were watching that show before. Like that's. It's you don't you don't say that about many TV shows at all, except for yeah. like The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really. All right. Well, what's your number five? Okay. My number five is a little show from the 70s slash 80s called The Love Boat. <laughs> I I have to put the I had to put the love boat on here. I loved The Love Boat from the beginning. So it it started it, it uh, debuted in 1977. Yeah, which is a good year for media because you had Star Wars that year, too. 77 to 1986 it ran for nine years um it was a saturday show it ran on the on the weekends um and like i mean everybody knows the premise it took place on the pacific princess a cruise uh like a cruise ship um and every week there would be special guests who would be the uh like guest stars who would be the guests on the on the cruise ship so it was just a like a like a raft of who's who in the 70s and 80s <laughs> in pop culture so every yeah, 100 week, it was 100 percent. yeah so every week you'd, tu- you'd tune in and you'd see like your favorite tv stars like charo movies. like charo she was on there a <laughs> <an awful> lot <laughs> um and so that's part of what made it fun um, it's actually a surprise pick from you i think i don't know um, i didn't like well, it's so- it's, a, it's, a, it's a huge show. I just I just yep. didn't expect it from you, okay. And and here's the thing and the reason it's still on my list is because you can still watch it. I think it's on on uh, either Crave or Paramount Paramount I think it's Paramount Plus. So you can still go back and rewatch it. And we do. Like we like several times a year. I will go back and find episodes like on a Saturday night. I'm not doing anything, or Friday, whatever Friday night. I'm just sitting around and I'm not doing anything. I'll throw an episode of, of the, the Love
1: because
0: because they're so dated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's makes so, some
1: fun. It's like yeah,
0: yes, they're not. They're I mean they're quite politically incorrect, uh, really. But they're just there's just it's just fun. Like it's just. Like lighthearted. I mean, there was some, there was a bit of drama, I guess, occasionally on episodes, but for the most part, Doc he's was a little handsy. A <laughs> li- <he's laughs> always handsy. I mean, how the, how the doctor of the ship has time to romance a guest on the ship every single cruise like this guy never worked i don't un- i don't understand and, and very uh, unprofessional as well <laughs> so unprofessional and yet his boss the captain encouraged it and was like oh ho, ho, doc's got another one <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it was so it was just so crazy um anyway so it was um there were three tv movies that ran before the series started and there were four specials that aired afterwards like so it i mean it not only did it have its its uh nine-year run but it had tv movies before and after as well um it was um it got four consecutive golden globe nominations for best tv series musical musical or comedy um from 1978 to 1981 four consecutive so that it never won though but it was nominated it was nominated four times um but one of my favorite parts of the show when i was young was captain steubing's daughter vicky yeah. uh because she she started uh um, midway through season two and then she was sort of a recurring character from then on but but she was like our age at the time or maybe a little bit older but our, pretty much our age everybody had a crush on vicky and yeah it, yeah, just, it just made the show a little bit more relatable because then they would start bringing on uh younger guests like um um oh uh, what's his name he played chachi <laughs>
1: oh um yeah um, i know what you mean uh,
0: Scott Bayo. they'd bring yeah. in like Scott Bayo at, at like as kids um, so that there'd be like a kid romance story or something so yeah. that's how they attracted younger viewers and it totally worked like I loved the Vicky episodes, I thought they were so so much fun. Um, but uh, it also uh, won a People's Choice Award in 1970, uh, 1977, the first year it came out. Uh, but it didn't just win that. It was tied with uh, Three's Company. So Three's Company and, and The Love Boat were equally uh, chosen by the people in 1977. I'm sure
1: most of the Three's Company cast were on that show at least once, too. I'm sure everybody was. Like, yeah, everybody, everybody was, in that time period was probably on everybody, there.
0: Everybody, literally everybody. I mean, there was like Jimmy Walker was on it, Florence Henderson, Kirstie Alley. Uh, oh, yeah bonnie anderson from wkrp <laughs> literally everybody you could think of and that's what made it so fun is that every week you never knew kind of who you were gonna see and what kind of shenanigans they were gonna get into but is that uh, boat still around like not that exact uh, boat
1: but is there not a yeah
0: the Prin- princess cruise lines are still, uh, oh, still, still a still thing yeah yeah it's with the same logo with that you know the yeah. woman with wavy hair the same yeah so you can still take a princess cruise um (laughs) which is kind of interesting actually uh just last year i believe they did a a new reality call show called the real love boat oh that's i think i remember that yeah and so we had to watch it of course uh there's your number four spoiled yeah uh and so they uh they did it was a it was a dating reality show on a princess cruise ship um and uh so it's it still it still has legs. <laughs> uh, so sea legs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's got its sea legs. Anyway, I think it's I'm also not-
1: the first um show to that where they put people in like a round circle and they did this
0: yes that was the very first show to ever have done that yeah <laughs> so many copycats since then yeah since then that's for sure <laughs> but yeah and i mean and who could forget the song like everybody knows the theme. that so song's I'm- iconic oh, yeah that's oh, that's a classic something for everyone <laughs> i love it it's just so fun. so good so good that was a bit of a surprise for you yeah i thought you'd be surprised about that one yeah, yeah. Oh, there you that's go number there you five
1: go. All, all right, right. Okay, moving number, number four Number four, I had to pick this. I had no choice uh, because of the broadness of this category. Okay. And this will not be a surprise to you at all. Oh. Um, WWE Raw. Oh. It's, a, it's, okay. it's the longest running um, uh, episodic show, I think, of all time now. it's It's yeah. been going since um, 1993. Okay. Every single Monday night. And it's from like two to three hours a show. It's been on for like ever like, and it's like, and because my love for wrestling, there's so many wrestling shows over the years, but it's like, it is the flagship show of WWE or WWF. When it first, it was WWF when it first started it. So, and then it changed to WWE later. Um, So it's been on the longest of all of them, but I mean, obviously like I grew up on like WWF superstars and Saturday night's main event, but because this, of the longevity of the show and i've put a lot of time into the show yes. and i still watch the show wwe raw is like by far like the top one for me i'm just i've always been a wrestling fan i've talked about it before and it's just this show is like taped every monday night gotta watch raw the next day see
0: what happens and it's that's like... awesome that's awesome so you've been watching that long before you had kids before you were even married you were yeah, watching yeah yeah, oh, that's been, a, that says something. I mean, that's so, that's definitely a what qualifies a show to be on this list is, yeah. is these shows that you literally have built your life around. Yeah, right? it's
1: like, and you, you build, yeah, you build around it and what you make sure that you somehow have the right channel to watch it. And and yeah. interestingly enough, this year, or next year, sorry, um, Raw, SmackDown, all the pay-per-views, everything they have moves to Netflix. I so, heard that. Yeah, so Netflix will be showing it live every single Monday night. And which is great because I can watch it from anywhere. Yes. Like, I don't need I don't need to have a TV. I can like it which is really groundbreaking. WWE has always been very groundbreaking. Like even the show to do a wrestling show live, like every single Monday night was groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. And because uh, often these shows were taped or pre-taped, and and Raw was pre-taped for a while, and then and then shown on Mondays like a day before or whatever. But um, the uh, it's just so good. Like, I just there's something about wrestling I love, and the characters and the storylines, and whatever. And it's like, uh, and, it, so. and it's one of those shows that
0: like I can't foresee it ever ending. Like, no, well, like it, it could potentially be going on until your kids have kids,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the contract for Netflix is 10 years, so oh, like the, it'll be on for a while. So, it's yeah. uh, it's and it was like a five billion dollar deal or something. So, obviously, it's doing something right, but. It's uh um I, I just I just love it. Like I I just it's pure entertainment to me and it's uh I mean it's not always a hit. Sometimes it's a miss, but it's uh it's entertaining, it's fresh new content every week and uh yeah, I had to have it on my list as being a wrestling fan, because I didn't think of Raw. I forget that it's a show. Like it's yeah. an actual Show that Fox was on Fox uh, Smackdown's on Fox like it, it it's in prime time it moves around a lot so um it's it's a viable show and it's there and it's I love it so it there you go that's my number four
0: excellent that's good I I I approve all right there you go <laughs> all right number four for me I'm throwing it way back to oh, Batman God. the 1966. A series i uh, i knew that was going to be on your list i was pretty yeah. sure it would be but yeah it's it's definitely on there i'm i'm a massive batman fan and i and i have been since a kid since i was a kid because of this show um and i became a dc fan because of batman in this show <laughs> yeah. so i mean and it's just so much fun so it ran from 1966 to 1968 three seasons there yeah. were 120 episodes in those three seasons they were cranking them out so uh <laughs> it, it ran twice weekly for the first two seasons two times a week which makes sense because if you watch the show every show is a cliffhanger so oh, sorry every other show is a cliffhanger you know batman and robin get um you know captured by the bad guy and how are they yeah. possibly trying to get out you know <laughs> so then i think it was like two Thursday, two seasons thursdays it might have been i can't remember exactly the days but yeah and then after that for the third season it ran once a week but 120 episodes um and then of course right in the middle of 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 uh season 1 and 2 they released the Batman the movie. So yeah, I remember that yeah a, a feature length uh movie with with Burt Ward and Adam West uh as in the same characters the same villains the rogues gallery of of, vill- of villains um that ran right in the middle of that so the hype was huge like this was this was a big deal. Um it held the longest running live action superhero series in terms of um episodes Mm -hmm. uh from the time that it finished until 2007 uh, when when it was beaten by smallville so it i mean it really i mean it held up i mean as far as nobody else could match the the volume of of content for a superhero show not that there were a lot of superhero shows at that time but uh, but so that was kind of cool um so and then but then but then the cool part about this just like You'll you'll start to see a theme in my in my in my shows here that this show, like the Love Boat, featured guest stars because all of the villains were were guest celebrities. Um, yeah, like comedians so,
1: and things comedians, like it yeah. Was...
0: So they had I mean they had Caesar Romero as the Joker, Burgess Meredith uh, was the Penguin, Frank Gorshin and John Astin both played the Riddler at different times. He played him too. That's right. Yeah, Vincent Price was yeah, on there. At, egghead. Uh, Egghead, yep. Milton Berle was on there as Louis the Lilac. <laughs> Such a great name. Louis the Lilac. So, I mean, it was another one of those you tune in every week to, to see who the celebrity guest was. Now, I was watching these after. I mean, they finished in 1968. I wasn't born until 70, so I was watching yeah. them in reruns. But it was like, that was part of the fun of it is that they had all these big name celebrities. And, and I have read about this. And then at the time the hype was so big that um, actors were, were asking their, their um, agents, their managers <laughs> to get them on the show, like do what you need to do to get me on this show. I want to be a villain on this show. Like the po- the popularity of the show was just massive. It was just, it was huge. And it's just so colorful and over the top and like, that's, I mean, that it's such a unique way to do a superhero stuff because now superhero movies are, I mean, they're still kind of comic booky. Some of them, you, your Thor's, yeah. your Guardians of the Galaxies are kind of a little bit comic booky. But this was full blown, like, right off of the, the, uh, page comic book with the yeah it was very colorful and and the the bops and the you know the even like the 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 weird
1: angles of floors and and like that was kind of groundbreaking really like when you think about like how that how it was presented to us like and because it was done that way it's it's very memorable and very spoofable and very like there's a lot of things about that that was just stands out like i love that show it was it was a great show and it's like yeah it was one of those like gateways into the like we talked about before gateways into horror it's just the gateway into like superhero type shows
0: and things like that and
1: it was it 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 was just so
0: cool yeah i mean it literally was my first foray into superheroes like i remember my fifth birthday party was a batman party based on my love of this show when i was five <laughs> yeah. so you know it really led to you know what we love now but it's I, but it's the kind of show that i it's on my list because it still holds up like i have the whole box set of the whole the whole series and you pop an episode in and because it's so over the top and it's so like colorful and crazy and the like you said the shots it still is still interesting to watch like it's yeah. still fun to watch like it's like it's not like they they were taking themselves seriously at all so you know i mean it's like those the shows that you think are going to be really good and then you rewatch them and they're not very good it's mostly because they were taking themselves so seriously and yeah. the, the acting was just not up to par because they were they didn't they couldn't quite pull it off then and now it's even <laughs> worse and uh, but this was not at all that this was just pure goofiness. Uh so it totally holds up. So yeah, my uh, my uh number 4 is definitely Batman the 1966 TV show.
1: That's a great pick. That was like I was thought that would be on your list. I wasn't sure there's one other show that I think will be on your list, but I'm not 100%. Um, okay. also there's a show I think we should do for the podcast. I won't say what it is, but uh, I will I'll mention it after. So okay. Just remember that. All right, put that table that and then we'll get back I'm to gonna, it. I'm going to put a pin in that right there. All right. <laughs> Wait, okay, number my number three. three. This will be no surprise to you for number three. Um, is I'm going to, for a cartoon. You can only guess what this is going to be. I, can I guess? Can yeah, I guess? Yeah, go ahead. GI Joe. It is GI Joe. It yes. Is like real American hero. You can't <laughs> yep. go wrong with it. This yep. show, honestly, like as Larry knows, I'm addicted to GI Joe. Even now, I've watched like the all the episodes several times. I've got toys. I've got like a like Cobra Commander helmet. I'm like, I just love. Cobra Commander tattoo. Yeah, I've got yeah, I've got like a, a Cobra tattoo on my one arm. Like I'm just yeah. I absolutely love it. Like I just yeah. it's just something about it. The there's so many pieces of it, like the like the logos and the like the characters. And as you like your if your theme's guest stars, my theme is shows with lots of characters and, yes. and big personalities. Like wrestling has tons of personalities. Um, like GI Joe, everybody had a personality, like Stalker and Scarlet, and like Hawk yeah. and, and Snake Eyes, and everybody was a thing. Like, so it's so much like wrestling. Everybody sort of had their own thing that they did and and yes. specialized well,
0: in. And wasn't there even a crossover? Didn't Sergeant Slaughter become an actual wrestler? Yeah, from wrestling, he yeah. <laughs> he's actually in the he's in the movie. Um, right. I think he might have been on the show
1: for a bit too. I can't remember, but in the movie for sure, he was in it. And he was yep. like a trainer of new like novice Joes. So it yes. was like it, was, <laughs> it awesome. was so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it ran from 83 to 86, and it had 95 episodes and and a movie in 1987 as well. So it also had a movie along with it. It came out after the series was done. Yep. And um the uh yeah, it was just so outlandish. Um and I just love the whole concept of this like special military force. And again, a show easily spoofed a show that I've like drawn from, from different things. I wrote a play that was like based nice. on kind of GI Joe-ish. Um, yep. I just, there's so many things about it. Uh, all they had lots of memorable moments. The animation was really good as well, uh, but sure. it had a lot of uh, great moments like, uh, um, the uh, like Cobra had their, their own rock band called Cold Slither, which I like. I could I, I think of it all the, more than I should.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: <laughs> but I could like literally, and, and the theme song, I talk about good theme songs. Like the theme song for G.I. Joe was killer. Um, yep. It just one of those shows that just has so many elements that, like, again, the Cobra logo is so cool. Like all the stuff that's like part of it. Plus, uh, for me, I love comics. So it had like a comic tie in. Because it yep. had its own comic. Uh Larry Hama or Hama wrote it. He's still writing it today. Like, wow. so it's still it's still going. I still collect it. Um, and the um and it also had the toy line, which was like amazing too. It had a full toy line. Now the toy line had more Joes than the cartoon had, but the uh, yes. and they got really weird too. They had like very odd, like there's a guy that just did videography. I can't remember what his name
0: was. I can't <laughs> Well, they have, he has a like, giant video that. camera, like it oh, is like so a Production stupid. department in there. To, yeah, yeah, I
1: had a full production like, department. Apparently, yeah, like,
0: tra- the great internal training videos for the Joes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> how to clean. I'm kind weapon. of hoping
1: if they do a new Joe movie, they kind of take it a little less seriously. But I know it's going to be into the Transformer universe now, right. so so we'll see how it is. But I mean, there's so much material there for fun, and it's, uh, but it's, it's, it's just a great show. I just, it's just one of those shows I can watch again and again, like a cartoon that I can just keep going back to. Yep. and uh it's just it's a whole thing for me like it's like but they have like joe cons like there's like yes. sp- i never i'd never been to a full like gi joe con before but they look yeah. kind of cool like they look really fun so you would,
0: you would that would be your like dream con yeah it'd be, it would it'd be fun i just would be cool to G.I. see Joes? oh you'd love it
1: i follow people that do costumes and they they have these wild costumes that look just like the like the cartoon like it's it's awesome. really it's it's quite a world when you really start digging into it. But anyways, number three, GI
0: Joe, real American hero, classic. Nice, nice, nice. All right, I'm going an entirely different direction for for not for my number three, and I put down Cheers. That cheers. was the
1: other one I thought would be on your list.
0: Yep, Cheers yeah. is definitely it's it's I I debated about this one whether this one should be number three or higher in my list yeah. because it it was like a defining. TV series for me when it when it was on. It ran from 1982 to 1993. There were 275 episodes. Wow, eh? that's um, crazy! You oh, know, 11 years that the this show ran. Uh, I don't know, excuse me, and I probably joined it uh, in its probably its second year. I don't know if I was watching it in 82. I would have been at like 11, but yeah. uh, I, I started pretty. Pretty early on so i was i was with it for the duration most of it Uh, of course you had sam diane um carla norm cliff um norm oh journey pantuso um (laughs) if you haven't watched it it takes place in a in a bar in boston bar was called cheers uh it was like uh, below street level you had to walk down the stairs and you go in and it was just the antics that happened in this in this bar um, and Sam was an ex baseball professional baseball player who now owned this bar, um, and then he, but he was a womanizer, so it was all you know early eighties womanizing and <laughs> oh yeah, of course I guess, uh... <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Um, but it was as as successful as it became. It was almost canceled in its first season um, because it it was ranked at the almost the very bottom in the ratings for its first season, so it almost never came to be. Like it just did not. Yeah but somebody saw something actor. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody saw something in it and said, okay, let's give it another shot. And they, and they did. Um, and then after that it had a top 10 rating in eight of its 11 seasons. So it stayed right at the top. Um, and the, 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 uh, it, it, it was nominated for outstanding comedy series, all 11 seasons for every, every season. It was, uh, uh, nominated for uh, the Outstanding Comedy Series, it uh, earned uh, 28 Emmys with a record 117 nominations. That's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, this show was a phenomenon. It it, it really was. So it really
1: uh, bombed then, you're saying? Just it kind Yeah, short. yeah.
0: <laughs> the, uh, the series finale, and this is what clinched it for me, which is, I mean, the show was, I was in love with the show all the way through, but the series finale, I... It's one of those, like you say, you think about it way more than you should. Yeah, I it That's the series finale of this show. And I, and I don't want to talk too much about it, because just in case somebody out there still is watching this thing, <laughs> it, it was one of the most powerful uh, finales I've ever watched. And I distinctly remember, in 1993, uh, changing my voicemail. Remember, or not voicemail, well, it was an answering machine at the time. And you, you'd record your message on a tape. In, yep. on the answering machine i recorded a message on my tape that said something along the lines of i am going to be watching the finale of cheers uh for the next hour or an hour and a half i can't remember how long it was an hour i guess um please you know don't interrupt me it's not oh, going to... God. <laughs> but i actually like played the music in the background for this for this oh, tape it's a full production <laughs> oh it was a full production on my on my answering machine because i did not want to be interrupted at all <laughs> during this and it's the only se- season finale or series finale that i bawled my eyes out like i was yeah. literally i i watched it by myself i didn't want to watch it with anybody else because i didn't want to get distracted and i was just a mess like i was just, <laughs> i was just a mess. and it's never happened before or since like i've never yeah. gotten emotional like that uh And any finale of any show but this one woo! and i still it's like i've watched that finale several times since and it still gets me emotional like i'm not a blubbering mess like i was but but it still gets me all emotional and then i don't know how many people you have you watched ted lasso i haven't seen ted lasso no okay so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything but they make reference to in that in the finale of Ted Lasso they make a very subtle reference to the finale of Cheers and i lost it <laughs>
1: <laughs> just a it's reminder like, of it
0: it's like the most beautiful uh, tribute to Cheers ever and they and so it was it's just stuck with me for all of these years it's it was such a great it was just so funny and it was so breakaway um it was so like i can't remember another word but they would they were using words that you never heard on tv before like dink oh yeah (laughs) like carla would call sam a dink (laughs) well you know in the early 80s that was not a word you heard on tv yeah not much (laughs) so it was just it was just so like naturally funny and the cast was just phenomenal i just absolutely love it um now having said that there were some spinoff Series that came as a result of this, which weren't quite as good. <laughs> um, they included the, the Tortellis.
1: Okay, I forgot about that. You remember,
0: yeah, you remember Carla's uh ex husband, yep. Nick, Nick Tortelli? Uh, <laughs> and I can't remember his uh, what was his wife's name? Oh, um, um she was Casey Casem's wife. Casey, yes, I can't Gene, remember Jean Casem. Yes, that's right. So, yeah, they the Tortellis, not such a good one. Uh, but Wings was a spinoff of Cheers, um, and of course, Frazier. Yeah, Frazier
1: was the one that did well of the.
0: Yeah, Fraser was Fraser was good, and surprisingly, there was a Spanish remake of Cheers, which I didn't know existed, but apparently it's out there somewhere. Oh, that's cool. That happened too, but yes, Cheers, it will forever be like in my top three. Like that will never change. It it is it is I I still have the Cheers uh, Trivial Pursuit game. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, just, it was I,
1: just such. It, it was the a true like ensemble series like it was yes. just everybody like like everybody was needed to make yep. that series good and it was just uh they and they were lucky too when coach passed away like the the, the person that played coach i can't remember his name but um and then they got woody instead like yeah. the like they could replace him and still the everything was still there and he added to the cast and like added a different level to it and it was just so good but um it, i know you don't read books a lot but <laughs> i i read last year i read james burrow's like book and he directed i think almost all the episodes of that show yeah. um and there's a whole like section on cheers and it's really interesting coming from his perspective of what yeah. he saw like when he when he was doing it and how they well, changed I, things and things like we're that. gonna have
0: to sit down and you can tell me all about what you've read maybe i'll read it to you I and do then- that. <laughs> that'd be good I, i'd be up for that <laughs> page one <laughs> yep i'd be up for that let's do that Here is
1: larry let's see <laughs> i hope i find you well <laughs>
0: yep, I'm in.
1: yep, all right go. Okay. that's my
0: num- that's my number three cheers number three yeah, that man. was an
1: amazing series like top to bottom i used to watch it all the time like it was so cool. good all right my number okay. two getting up speaking, there speaking of characters yep. sc tv is my yep. number two show of all time yep. um i i do sketch comedy i love sketch comedy um the, uh, the show ran from 76 to 84. They had a bunch of different versions. They had like sort of the Canadian, like global slash CTV or CBC version. Um, and then it went to NBC for like a, a season. And then it, it did like kind of a bit of NBC, but then Cinemax, it did a season there too. So um, it was on for quite a while. And then of course, like Eugene Levy, Andrea Martin, uh, John Candy, Joe Flaherty, Catherine O'Hara, Martin Short, Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas, Harold Ramis, like it was stacked. Like, like that, that show was stacked with like some of the best talent in the world. It was amazing. Like I
0: can't, I can't think of another show that virtually the entire cast went on to become like the biggest of the big. Like I, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's it's crazy. pretty insane. And yeah. of course,
1: like it just had such an impact on me. Like number one, that's why I do sketch comedy now. Um, it was just, uh, it, it just it was one of those shows. Like I I still quote all the time. I still think of sketches all the time uh, and laugh about them. And last year I watched the whole series. I went back and watched all the episodes and there was like, what was it? Uh, There's six seasons, 135 episodes of the show. And uh, it was awesome. It was great. I, not all the sketches of course, hold up. There's some very dated ones, some that I don't think we'll ever should see air again. (laughs) Just because of the times how we've moved ahead and they like, they're stuck in that time period. Um, but generally there's sketches that are just like amazing. And I remember Conan O'Brien saying there was the, uh, um, the halfwit sketch where they're oh. there is like the school sort of like schools against schools or whatever. No one can answer any questions because they're so dumb. Yes. Um, Conan O'Brien said, once they saw that sketch, he said they should never write another game show sketch. Cause that's like the end of game show sketches. Yes. Like that's they they've nailed it. That's that's as far as it's going to go. So it's like, uh, yeah. but it's just, it's, it just, if you're Canadian, SCTV is like, like one of the shows that sort of, at least our generation helped like define us because it was so insane. Like it was just so good. And I just watched it over and over and over again, all the characters they created. And, and because really what it is, if you've never seen it, uh, like uh, there's probably some people listening or see or watching, that have never seen it. Um, It's basically SCTV is, it's sort of like a small town TV station basically is what it is and so they've got characters that are working at the tv station and then they've got the shows that are on the tv station so
0: so yeah. good so good that's awesome i'm I'm glad that made your list i mean you we you've talked about this show as long as i've known you yeah <laughs> like i know this is like part of your dna now this show So, yeah. <laughs> but again yeah. this is a show that's not very accessible because the
1: i think sctv 90 and the last season are on dvd which i have but the mm-hmm. first, all the first stuff is not. You can watch it all on YouTube, though, if you're interested. Like the, almost the entire series, I, I think, other than like an episode, actually, I think it's all on there. I, th- I was able to watch the whole thing. So
0: that's such a strange place for it to go. Like it's such an iconic series it feels like to me, YouTube is a strange place for it to be. Like it should be on some streaming service. Well,
1: it's only on YouTube because someone taped all the episodes off, off of like Showtime or something or or showcase and put them up there. Otherwise, like it's never been officially put up on YouTube.
0: It's just there. So it's like, that's crazy. I just, I don't know why it's not available. It should be. It should be. There should be a law in Canada. There should be a law. That a CTV <laughs> yeah, it like seems to be. It should be. But there are yeah.
1: sketches they should take off of it because it's there's yeah. some sketches that are just a little like racy for now, like yes. Um, yes. some bad imitations that shouldn't be done.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> but other than that, like but like the bulk of it's pretty good. So
0: yeah, awesome. Good number two. Yeah. All right, uh, number two for me. Again, going a completely different direction. Oh yeah, <laughs> Band of Brothers.
1: Again, going, that was another one I thought might make your list, but I wasn't
0: sure. That This one is, so it came out in 2001. It's it's pretty old. I mean, it doesn't feel like it should be that old, but it is. Uh, yeah. 11 episodes, HBO. Uh, I'm sure most people have heard of it. Um, it was uh, based on a nonfiction book by the same name, uh, written by Stephen E. Ambrose. Um, yeah. But it was Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks who actually created this series um and i mean it it just it won everything the year it came out in 2001 it won the emmy it won the golden globe for best miniseries it was just it was like had more accolades than anything that year um so and essentially it's it's a dramatization of uh the history of easy company during world war ii they were a company of paratroopers and it was their um experiences on the western front in europe during the war um but it's it's all based on a true true story real people so the characters that that are being portrayed in the show were real people and what they were doing in the show was what essentially what would happen I mean obviously there's some dramatic license taken but what was cool about it was that they interviewed these actual uh soldiers like then in 2001 so they're obviously old men or old older men at that point so they would interview them before the, before each episode and the, the guys would talk about their experiences and then they would go into the episode and you'd see it. Oh, that's cool. So it just lended. Uh, have you ever seen seen. I've never seen it. You've never seen it. Oh my gosh. You got to see this thing. It's, it's like quite honestly, like the most compelling war show ever. Okay. Uh, it was, it, um, it came after uh, Saving Private Ryan. Obviously that was Spielberg and Hanks as well. Um, a lot of the show was shot on the same locations Around the same location as Saving Private Ryan, um, so but they built the sets at the time in 2001. It was the most expensive HBO show that had ever been created. It was 12.5 million dollars per episode, um, which which I mean, and still into I mean, if you take with with inflation, that's still pretty high <laughs> i mean you're for, almost in
1: game of thrones area with those it,
0: it literally is if you if you adjust that that number for inflation i bet you it'd be pretty close i didn't actually yeah. that. it'd be pretty close to game of thrones level um so they spent a lot of money on this but it also the other interesting thing about it is that it um it didn't launch necessarily launch careers but it had a lot of sort of young actors at the start of their careers so um scott grimes was in it um Ron Livingston um was in it David Schwimmer had a had a yep. pretty major role in it uh, Donnie Wahlberg um Jimmy Fallon uh played a character in it for a while he was a small character and Tom Hardy played a small character in it so there were a lot of really big names that were uh, associated with this thing too but it it was it was just it's just really cool it's That's it's, so cool. And it's so authentic. Like they that was part of the thing is that they tried to make it as absolutely authentic as possible. Yeah. So the weapons they used, the they re they rebuilt the towns that these that the fighting happened in. Um and they look like street for street the way these towns looked. Um so it's it's as authentic an experience. I mean, you've seen saving private ryan. Yes, you seen I've that? seen that. Okay. So it's like that, it's that quality, like that level of realism but for 11 hours <laughs> yeah so i know why
1: i never watched i wasn't like i'm not really big into war movies yeah. and things so that's probably why i've never watched it but um but I, I should watch it at some point because i've just never seen it
0: if i think i think you should so if, the reason it made my list is because i watch it every year i've literally yeah. watched it every year since 2001 around oh, wow. in canada and around remembrance day like in november yeah. um i've watched it every year so i've seen it uh 23 times i guess oh wow that's awesome <laughs> yeah i it make a cool. point of watching of watching it every year so and i will continue to because I, I i just have that much of a connection to it um and it's and it's just that good so yeah that made that made number two for me because it will it will be a part of my tv watching experience for as long as it as long as i'm around it will yeah i will continue watching it so that's why it That's made awesome that's a great pick that's there we are all right the big All number right. one my number one 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 here we go
1: <laughs> this is the only show on my on my uh list that's an actual real show <laughs> of, of these top five oh, interesting. like as far as like an actual scripted like wow. like show um again a show with like kind of outrageous characters a show that you, i think you should be able to guess this one it, it's should be pretty easy
0: Once I say it, you'll be like, yeah,
1: that's there's no doubt that's it. It was
0: almost, I was almost, but you said you said it was a scripted real TV show. I was going to say in living color, but I don't think that's it. Okay. No, I I give Um, up. Um, Twin
1: Peaks. Oh, right. Of course. Yeah. That's my number one show of all time. Um, uh, again, it's got a movie attached to it, uh, Firewalk with Me, which I almost put my top five movies. But I because I was doing the TV show, I don't know if it's even though it is a separate actual real movie, it's yeah. it's to me, it's part of the show, it's it's ingrained into the show because it's the that makes um, it, it's because it's all part of it and like a piece of it and a piece of the storyline. So, um, okay. created by David Lynch and Mark Frost, it lasted two seasons. Um, then in uh, 2017, they brought it back for another, like, uh, it's called The Return for another 18 episodes. Um, which were like an hour long, like hour, over an hour long. So it was actually almost as long as the original series, like, like in a way, like it was like pretty close, great characters, the, the town itself is almost a character. They had this great mystery of who killed Laura Palmer. Um, it was just so much in it. That was like, you got the supernatural, you got this, these quirk, the quirkiness of everybody. Um, and then this like, there's some seriousness in it, like some kind of like dark sort of undertone of the whole show, um series not as a series was more quirky than with with dark parts but way more quirky than the movie was the movie was like crazy um again and then the new series some quirky but again way more dark like than the series was as well so it's uh and like iconic sort of uh, music in it and uh like the theme song and i don't know i just i did you
0: watch it when it was on no, I didn't watch it when it was on. and I've only i don't I've never watched the whole thing. i, I I'm not as big a David Lynch fan as you are. No. <laughs> I appreciate David Lynch and I like some of his stuff, but it's i I struggled a little bit with it, but I totally understand the appeal of it. like it's the characters are like there's nothing like it. like it literally is a one of a kind. yeah, like the characters that they've come up with and and just the all the like the backwards talking and all of that it's just so weird like it is there's never been anything like it and i i distinctly remember when it came out there was a what year did it come out uh it came out in 90 uh what did it come out actually uh 1990 90 yeah so uh, we had a we had friends my parents like a dinner party at my house with my parents and my and my parents friends And like a good part of the dinner table discussion was about this show in 1990. They were talking about the show. My parents hadn't watched it, but the friends had, and they were like, and for whatever reason, that conversation stuck in my head because they were so like, what is this thing? Like that we've never, we cannot take our eyes off of this. It's so, (laughs) so different, so unique. Like it's just, it really made an impact. I remember that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They, who killed Laura Palmer was such a huge deal. The problem that show had, and actually I enjoy it past it, but um, once they solved who killed Laura Palmer, um, the hook of the show was sort of gone. Um, But I still thought they had another plot line. I thought was good enough that would, that carried it on. But I mean, I think a lot of people, once they found out who did it, then they were like, um, whatever. And then the movie, came out in 92 and it's the prequel. So you see how she actually died and everything that happened. And it is ultra violent. Like the David Lynch goes from quirky to violent very quickly. And so yes. there's a lot of that going on in it. And then again, the new series was so weird because Dale Cooper's in it, but it's his like doppelgangers. He's got two doppelgangers. He's trying to get out of the black lodge, which he gets stuck in at the end of the series. Okay. Um, so one doppelganger is like an evil Dale Cooper uh, played by Kyle McLaughlin, And then the other one is this goofy one that, that ends up, he's like a womanizer and kind of like this guy. This is sort of like a nothing kind of character. Um, yeah. He ends up getting Dale Cooper in him, but he he's not released yet. So he's just kind of this like really like dumb. He becomes like almost like a shell of a person that like you know, if someone says a word, he'll just repeat the word back. He doesn't really know what he's doing, but he hasn't because he hasn't even been released. He stayed as that character for almost the entire series. And so that bugged a lot of people, but, when you rewatch it, it's very clever how they, how everything comes together. I love the 2017 version of it. It's so good. So I I don't know.
0: And I feel like that's a big part of why this show is so popular is because there's rewatchability. because there's so, it's so weird. Like it's not, there's no, like you can kind of come up with your own theories and you can kind of, come up with your own like why is this character doing what they're doing and what is happening here like it just there's a lot of rewatchability like i yeah I every like...
1: time you get an answer there's like three more questions so yeah. it's like and that's yeah. how david lynch does stuff and he doesn't explain really what it is he, he it's like art he wants you to, to interpret it so it's uh, it it just makes it yeah it's just rewatchable and i just i just there's something about it and i watched it all this year again i watched the movie i watched all the series and uh, i was on my list of things to watch and then i got really into it so now there's like <laughs> I, I bought all like there's which I didn't really, I forgot they were out, but there's actual books that kind of fill in the gaps of where, where characters went and what they did. Um, so I like I'm right into it and I've got the soundtracks and this and that. Like I'm just like I'm way into it now. Like I'm just it's just overly consuming me because it's so good. Awesome. I love it. But
0: anyway, so that's my number one pick, Twin Peach. That's so good. That's so good. All right. So I'm going again completely opposite. It is a scripted show, not not quirky characters but super fun nice characters in a show called the brady bunch oh yeah (laughs) the brady bunch made my number one i it's just it's just i mean there's not even that much we need to say about it because everybody knows the brady bunch yeah it's just so and the
1: christmas special we and the christmas
0: special we do know a lot about the christmas that is not in your number one i'm gonna gonna mention it again here okay because uh, but it's just, it's just, it's one of those shows that you, if you're having a bad day, you can put it on and just be happy. Like it's just the most benign s- series that was ever created. Like it's just so light, so lighthearted. Even their, even their sort of dramatics scenes like they're dramatic episodes like where carol loses her voice right before the christmas concert oh
1: yeah yeah
0: that was so sad and poor little cindy was so sad and she you know asked santa to bring her mom's voice back that's all she wanted for christmas but it's so like light like it's so there's no drama there's no conflict there's no you know it's just fun and it's it's kind of like the world we all want to live in like just easy <laughs> it's just, yeah it was just easy to be a Brady <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it's colorful and um, you know, the music is fun and light and it's just, you know, the, you just, it didn't have a bad character until <laughs> the, the latter half of season five. So it's, it ran from 1967 to 74. Yeah. Uh, there were five seasons, 117 episodes. So everybody loved everybody until midway through Season 5, which was the last season, when they decided to add Cousin Oliver
1: <laughs> the I Cousin- will say right now that not, I, Cousin Oliver was terrible, but um, a lot of those sitcoms at the time, especially in the 80s uh, like, whenever a show started going downhill, Family Ties, whatever yeah. it was, um, Different Strokes they always added a kid actor to try it to did. spice up the series and I don't know why someone thought that was a great idea. Cosby Show know. did it as well no. um, like I don't know if they thought, oh, little kids saying like funny things is like,
0: but it was terrible. Like it was and and interesting, interestingly enough, in the industry that is actually now referred to as the color, cousin Oliver. So it, it's like it's like jump the shark when yeah, the happy days they jump the shark, and now that's become a term. Cousin Oliver is an actual term that they use in the industry. They, they even did ch- it on Happy
1: Days. Didn't Sponzie have a nephew or something? Yes. That was
0: yeah, like- well, I mean, was Chachi, in there, but I think there was some other kid, too. Yeah, yeah. Th- they all did it. Like, everybody did. Everybody was adding the different strokes. Danny Cooks. I mean, I think Danny Cooksey survived in TV by being, like, the add-on kid in, in, in shows. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but it was actually referred to as the Cousin Oliver. Oh, they've Cousin oliver that show. <laughs> so they brought him in. The thing I'd i had forgotten, because I haven't watched the, those episodes a lot lately, but I forgot that the reason he came there was because his parents flew off to South America <laughs> and abandoned oh, right. him. They abandoned him with the, with the, his with the Brady's because they like just decided to take off to South America and leave their kid behind. <laughs> like you know, so now when you think about that, you're like, "Geez, this." poor kid was just abandoned by his parents pretty dark dropped. actually it's It's really dark like that's not a happy story
1: that's not a good thing no, but for some reason you think it, you find it's okay if it happens to him because he's so irritating
0: yes. <laughs> so you deserve re- it all right yeah they try to get well you can see why his parents left him <laughs> like, i know i would too actually yeah we can't take this kid anymore the but car the re- couldn't squeal
1: fast enough if he was really, <laughs>
0: if he was my kid like <laughs> but the real reason that they brought him in there was because they wanted to fill the gap in age because the kids were starting to age out. Like yeah. Bobby were like 12 years old at that point in, in the, at near the end of season five. So they wanted to bring in somebody younger to fill in that age gap and and yeah. keep, keep the young. So that's why they brought him in. But I think the story they gave him that he was abandoned by his parents who went off to South America, I think that was a little little much but but anyway so that's that's what happened and quite quite interestingly um not long after he was only in i think six episodes and then the show was canceled yeah <laughs> so he was the downfall of that but it's pretty uh, terrible but what's what's kind of interesting is uh the spin-offs like we all we've talked about the spin-off with the, with the movies i'm just gonna i'm getting a list here because i don't know if everybody is aware of how many spin-offs there were, they were so popular
1: they had so many
0: yeah so many so here they are The Brady Bunch Hour. So the show itself ended in 1974. So the Brady Bunch Hour was from 76 to 77. Uh, The Brady Girls Get Married was 1981. The Brady Brides. (laughs) And the Brady Brides was also in 81. Then the Very Brady Christmas, that was 88. Then the Bradys was in 1990. Then the Brady Bunch movie. Now, it wasn't the same characters but it kept going like, like a, a
1: spoof like it was like a spoof of it, yeah, that was
0: 1995 followed by the sequel a very brady sequel which was 96 but then they made and i somehow totally missed this the brady bunch in the white house it that was, was a, a tv movie that's yeah, why yeah. in 2002 yeah so in 2002 they were still did a cartoon the- as well on top of all that they did the brady kids i think it was called yeah, yeah. so there was there was a lot of brady like the brady's have never ended um but again, going back to my theme of of loving shows that bring in special guests, The Brady Bunch was another one that did it. So they had Davy Jones was in yep. there. Um, Jim Backus, who played uh, Thurston Howell III on uh, Gilligan's uh, Island. G- G- yep, He was in there. Uh, Don Ho, Imogene Coca, Joe Namath vincent price i had totally forgotten that vincent price was on there he played professor herbert whitehead who was in <laughs> hawaii both of the hawaii episodes and kidnapped the boys and held oh, them I'm Trying to forget about that yeah. yeah so vincent price was in there and um re- interestingly enough and i didn't realize this uh rita wilson who is tom hanks's wife yeah got her start on this show she was a rival cheerleader who was uh up against Marsha for head cheerleader. So that was Reed Wilson that was her first gig was on the Brady Bunch. Oh so, that's wild. Yeah, so it's another one of those shows that brought in a lot of famous people. You never know who you're going to run into, who you're going to see in there, but it's just and I've I've watched that show backwards and forwards, I watched it with my son when he was little. He loves it. I've met uh four out of the six Brady kids. Um I just I I I, I will never not love the Brady's. They're yeah, just it was, it was definitely that awesome. one. I
1: was definitely close to my top 10. Like it was right up there. Cause it's an, again, yeah. another show that I just like, I love so, yeah. so much.
0: So, so good. It's yeah, it will, it will always be like right at the top of my list. It's just so fun. So fun. All right.
1: So we've got our top, we've got our top fives. Uh, yep. Larry's is love boat, Batman, uh, the 66 version, uh, yep. cheers, band of brothers and Brady bunch um and then mine is survivor raw um wwe raw gi joe sctv twin peaks so let's do the rest of our top 10s Like get we just list them like in a row like yeah. so uh i'll do mine first since we've been kind of going that way yep. um this one's cha- it's changed a lot there's been a couple that have been in there and out of there and in there and out of there but mm-hmm. um my number 10 i'm gonna go with voltron mm-hmm. like it's just again another cartoon that i loved uh and i i still love uh number nine is. I don't know if this counts. Is this one? I'm not sure if it counts. Um okay. It's V because okay. uh, it's, I it's, mean it's, it's it's a TV movie, like two uh, TV mini series. Because so I don't know mini series are movies or if they're mini series. Plus, it had a series on top of the, those, so
0: yeah, they count because Band of Brothers was a mini series. There was only one season, eleven episodes, and it, it counted okay. for me. So yeah, V. All right, v. so V would be my number, my number nine. Yeah. Yep. Um, a team. Yeah, I'm number actually eight. surprised. I was sure that 18 was going to be higher. I thought 18 was going to be in your It would have
1: been had we had not had it so broad. I would have like, it would have been in there for sure. Okay. Um, as you can see, because it'll it'll shift into it. Uh, number yep. seven, Sopranos. Oh, yes. Yes. Good one. Yeah, so that one was very close to, to getting in there. Yeah. Um, and my number six will be a bit of, it's not really surprised, surprise, but it's, it's, uh, arrested development is is my number oh my six because i i don't know what it is about that show i just i think it's brilliantly written There's like yeah. callbacks it's like again a great ensemble cast that's like i, I that has so much rewatchability to me yeah. um so anyways that's my number six
0: excellent excellent those are all solid i would i would watch any of those series any day of the week so yeah. good job on that all right so i'm gonna go so number 10 for me uh i put in parks and rec oh yeah uh, that's a great show I love it and I still go back and rewatch it and it still holds up and it's very, very funny. Uh, number nine for me, Game of Thrones. I was, I was surprised that wasn't in your top five. but And that one actually, it uh, the only reason it's not is because I haven't really gone back and rewatched it. uh i I watched i watched every episode at least three times when it was on so technically i guess i've watched it three times but since it ended, i don't i don't think i've actually gone back and rewatched it i mean house of dragons has been on so it kind of filled the gap but so i haven't really gone back so it didn't that's why it didn't make my top five okay number what nine uh number eight uh is uh that's incredible oh yeah that's great Remember that's that's incredible yeah yeah i I loved that show. It was, uh, if you don't know the show, it was like a it was like a variety show, but they'd bring in people with incredible skills or talents or um, just weird things. It was like a Ripley's Believe It or Not kind of thing, but with yeah, that's basically what it was. Is like yeah, with real people. But the thing that uh, I will never forget about is that um, on random episodes they would have a like a a ghost story like they'd have a yeah, that's like that's right i forgot about that yeah they'd have a story about a haunted house or something and that would scare the life out of me like i would literally like run to the tv and shut it off as soon as they said anything about ghosts or anything it would terrify me like that show so it terrified but then it became like so intriguing and so i kind of like hiding around the corner listening to <laughs> i just i just loved that show it's just it's so of its time and but it's it's, it's really fun so that was 8 no yeah that was eight. Was that an eight? Uh I think that was seven. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um. So yeah, and so number six is Lost.
1: Lost, I thought would be in your yep. top five too. I had it actually written down as one I thought would be in your top five. So yeah,
0: and, and it and it came really close. It made it made number six for me. Um. And I and I have actually just recently rewatched it because my son was really interested in watching it. So we we watched it just a few years ago all the way through and it's and it didn't make my top five only because and it's still for me it still holds up i still loved watching it uh again the second time um the only reason it doesn't hold up is because the first time we watched it when it was like happening yeah it was it was the hype was so huge and every week we'd like have theories and oh yeah i
1: remember us like, like trying to like figure it all out yeah
0: we'd have like staff meetings literally like every thursday because i think it was on wednesdays every thursday yeah, right. like, we get together we'd have to we'd come in there were like 10 of us who'd go into like the conference room and sit for like an hour of our workday trying to figure out what was happening and it was just and there was and then there was those websites uh oh the, my god i remember oh god it, it went was, on it went on forever like i was trying did. to figure everything out Yes. Like they just kept, it just was so deep. The mythology was so deep. The problem is all those websites are gone. Like they didn't yeah. maintain them. So all that's gone. So when you rewatch it, you're just watching it as a show now. Like you're not like, you there's you, you no, don't have
1: all the hype around it. That yeah. was like, and all the, yeah. The, the, the water cooler talk that yes. would go on after each episode and our theories. And yeah, yeah that was that, kind of what made it more fun.
0: Cause it was it like, it, it was, and it was such a game changer. No show had ever done that before like yeah. had had that level of mythology that caused people to like question everything. Yeah. So so that's why it's it's definitely on my, in my top 10 list but it didn't quite make the top 5 because of because of that. Now interestingly enough it is in my son's top 5. He oh that's kind
1: of cool. Yeah. I, that's, a, that's a show I always want to like pull out and start watching again because yeah. there's so much to it and I forgot like a lot of it. A lot. And again this a is, lot. it's also a show and this is uh, like uh, my only thing about it that I never see anybody from that show at Comic Cons. No. only, the, the only a mo- yeah. Uh, uh, um, the, the girl on it, um, uh, I got a yeah. photo with her too from that uh, who plays Wasp. Yeah, what's her name now? Uh, Eventually, Lily. Yeah, she's the only person like I've got a photo with her, but yeah. I've never and seen then- Hurley at that. I've never seen oh. any of Sawyer. I never seen any of those the only, guys. The
0: only other person who uh, was there was um, uh, Dominic. Um, Dominic Monaghan is that was his name? He was in Lord of the Rings. He was one of the hobbits. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, he played Charlie in there. And but he didn't come be, for for Lost. He came for the hobbits. So yeah, yeah, I don't. I never understood why that. Like when the show was as big as it was, we expected to be able to meet all of these people. Sawyer, all of these people. Like yeah. Ben. Like it would have been so cool. Like they could easily. But for some reason, they just weren't during doing the circuit up in Canada. Anyway, I mean.
1: Yeah. I've never, never seen doing... any of like, yeah, Ben yeah all those guys. Like I've never seen yeah. any of them at any, like, I feel like, like they Comic-tons could still,
0: or... they would still get a lot of hype if they did a lost reunion and had people come out. But yeah, that was, that was a bit of a downfall. I was a little bit sad about that, but yeah, yeah still it still holds up for me. I still love it. Yeah. So, so many good shows. I, there's so many
1: shows I just had like outside of that top 10 too, that i like they, that were in and are out. Like I, I'll just name three just quick uh, Dexter 24 and SNL oh, nice. were yes. all like bouncing around that top 10. I just like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah you, you so almost don't want to do them wrong by
0: not having them in it but it's like I
1: you feel bad I, that's yeah, I feel i feel bad I, for them because they should have been
0: in there but yeah, they might I they might make it movies. back yeah i feel bad <laughs> the same thing for our movies when i left out movies i'm like, Come on, i feel bad i'm sorry i'll watch you tonight because i feel bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah good solid list lots of
1: yeah. lots of excellent tv yeah that was fun that was good it was fun to do and then uh yeah. It just, it's again. Yeah. I'll be thinking of other shows. I'm like, Oh, why wasn't that in there? Why didn't I put this in there? But you yes. know what? I'm, I'm solid with what I got. I think I'm good. And, yeah. uh, and I've watched a lot of these recently too. So I'm, I'm back into it. And, but again, like stuff, some of them are hard because there's so many episodes. It takes forever to get through like a lost or whatever, but it yes. is worth it once a year to kind of take a show like that off the shelf and just start plowing through it. Like it's, it's a lot of fun to do like twin peaks this year. I just went and started watching it and then I started doing multiple episodes. I was going to do, I was going to do one a day. And then it became like three a day and it was like, it just became addictive. So, but it's always a lot of fun to kind of pull something old off the shelf and, and commit to it for a season or whatever. So, but anyways,
0: I mean, and these, like we said, these are the ones that hold up because we've tried this before we tried it with like, um uh Knight Rider and um um Buck Rogers and there there were you know really good shows that we loved and some of those shows don't quite hold up yeah no it's like uh, another one that almost made my list because I loved it so much but then I remember when I re-watched it it didn't hold up was Chips i yeah. love yeah. that show and but it's it's not as easy to get through now as it was
1: back then because they're just there's like every episode like not, they don't connect those old episodes so they're just sort of like each one's a separate thing but yeah. uh yeah it's so much fun it's so good but yeah. anyways we'll we'll leave it at that there's our there's our tv now i can actually like sleep again at night because it was yeah. very stressful to do both the, the movie and the tv versions of this and maybe next year we'll do another top five of something uh oh, we'll, we'll see how we'll see how
0: it goes but we'll anyways do top, we'll do we'll do our top five toys because we're gonna talk about oh no, god toys, no. <laughs> <four> <laughs> toys. <laughs> yeah. i like that <laughs> idea <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh again go on our socials and uh, check everything out on there um and when y'all you know, obviously when you, we're on there you'll see if we have a new show coming out or whatever we always have like a promo or
0: whatever uh, and uh I just, I just i want to give a shout out our our next episode is very special episode we have a a guest uh oh that's right yep. pan, panelist for our next episode who is, is oh, sorry i was gonna say are the next episode that one or will it be oscars uh no our next episode is that one uh okay. it's march, right. march 7th it's right before oscars the oscars are like march 10th yes yeah, the next so the one right after will be our oscar episode so that's yeah. how we're doing this but um but our next guest uh happens to be my, my cousin her <laughs> uh, yeah. name is Ada rosenberg but she uh was a hollywood director in the 80s um and is very well connected to a lot of uh really cool celebrities that's cool. Uh, she, just, she just published her first book. Uh, so she's going to be on the show talking about the book, talking about her celebrity friends, talking about what it was like to direct movies in the 80s in Hollywood. So it'll be a pretty, I exciting can't wait.
1: That's going to be, a, that's going to be pretty, fun to pick
0: her brain. Pretty exciting show. And then following that will be our Oscar, our what sixth annual Oscar recap. Spectacular.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I've seen all the movies. I'm ready to go. I'm yep. set. So it's Welcome. going to be awesome. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us on this episode of loop and Larry guardians of geek. We'll see you next time. Bye. bye.
0: Produced by Matthew C loop and Lawrence Simner, a loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. He likes
1: it. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker and Leon's getting
0: larger inconceivable brian's right it's an elf wax on does barry manilow know that you raid his wardrobe oh captain my captain life moves pretty fast you don't stop and look around once in a while you could miss it wax off